0: So on today's podcast, I have on Isaac Smith, founder of Vector Custom Hunting Arrows. So today we dive into building the perfect hunting arrow. We talk about weight tolerance and straightness tolerance. We talk about components. We talk about aerodynamics. We talk about dynamic spine and matching that to your bow. Well, we talk fletchings about size, uh, a helical fletch and offset versus straight fletch. We talk broadheads, uh, basically everything that has to do with a hunting arrow we talk about on today's podcast. So uh, made for a great conversation, and I've actually been using the same hunting arrow for the last six or seven seasons with no change. I get great performance out of it, great groups, great forgiveness, and uh, this year I switched to the, the Vector ZMR Western hunting arrow. I am getting better groups and better performance out of this arrow than the one that I've been building for six or seven years. So I'm so impressed by Vector. Really excited to be partnered with them for this next season and uh, really excited about the products they're coming out with. So um, on today's podcast, learn absolutely everything about arrows. So we'll get right into it. Just want to thank a couple of my sponsors. So I want to thank Vector Custom Arrows. Uh, They're the new sponsor for Eastman's Elevated. And I'm stoked to be using them this season. Like I say, getting great performance. Uh, I've had multiple conversations with Isaac about what's important to me for a Western hunting arrow. And uh, just couldn't be more excited to be using these arrows. Uh, the craftsmanship is great on them. Uh, they have a, a, a custom website you go to. Uh, you put in all the specifics of your arrows. And they build you the perfect arrow with a dynamic spine that matches your bow. Uh, Great craftsmanship, great components, and just a great shooting arrow. So I know this arrow is going to do great for me this season. If you guys are in the market for a new arrow, make sure to go check out Vector. I also want to thank Savage. Uh, Savage is building great firearms. So uh, I did a rifle build last season, built up a 6.5 Creedmoor. Uh, put a six-hour scope on it, and um, man, that thing just shoots so good out of the box. I'm so impressed. I went to shoot it again this weekend just to dial everything in with a clean, cold barrel, and uh, the the groups are unreal. And then able to step back at longer distances and put good groups in. So just couldn't be more impressed with what Savage's is, is coming out. So. I um, uh, really like the the 110 Ultralight is a great platform, but they've got all these different rifle platforms that you can choose from. And so the 110 Ultralight it comes with a an Accu trigger, which you can adjust the trigger yourself. It also comes with an Accu- Accu stock where you can adjust the length of pole, you can adjust the comb height, really make that rifle fit you. And there's just no better shooting rifle on the plant. These things are just awesome. So um, super impressed with it. If you're in the market for a new rifle, make sure to check out Savage. I also wanna thank Sig Sauer Outdoors. So um, Sig Sauer builds great optics. I'm so impressed with their optics. So that Savage that I was telling you about, uh, got that set up with with a new scope on it. Things performing great. And um, then I'm using their binoculars. So uh, I love the quality of their binoculars. And I have a pair of 11 by 45s, the Zulu 9s, and then also have a pair of 15 by 56s, which just changed the game. A pair of 15s tripoded up works so well uh, for Western hunting, for glassing distant terrain, and for picking apart timber. So I know these things have created stocks for me in the last couple seasons. Uh, So really pumped at the optical performance of those things. Uh, I also really like their image stabilization binos. Uh, They have a couple different pairs, a 10 by 32, and they also have a pair of 16 by 45s. These things change the game. So to walk over a windy ridge and be able to click a button and have all that image stabilized is a game changer. And I've I've convinced uh, my hunting buddies of this just by using them, uh, I spot more game, uh, create more opportunities, so I really like these image stabilizing binos and believe these are the future. Uh, I also like their spotting scope, again, great optical performance, and then I believe they build like the best rangefinders on the market, so I got a new one uh, this past season. It's a Kilo 5K, x 25 millimeter digital, digital ballistic laser rangefinder. So it uh, does everything. It does angle compensation. Uh, it's got a quick laser with a quick readout. Uh, you can do a priority target, which I've found is the best setting for this new rangefinder. You can also do first or last target, uh, but priority seems to be the best for me. Um, it's got absolutely everything you'll need in a rangefinder, shoots the same ranges for both light and dark targets. Uh I just trust my entire season to this rangefinder as it's such a huge part of the archery game. So uh if you're in the market for anything optic, uh make sure to check out Sig Sauer. With that, uh, over at Eastman's, um, got some great new Beyond the Grids hitting, so uh, I'll make sure to release that on my social media when that comes out. I've got a brand new one from last season uh, that I believe they're in final editing right now. Can't wait to see that one come out. So you can find that on YouTube, Eastman's Hunting TV, or Beyond the Grid. Uh, We're also on the outdoor channel, Eastman's Hunting TV, so you can set your DVR if you run a satellite on that. And, um, uh, check out our magazines, Eastman's bow hunting journal, Eastman's hunting journal, and you can get a subscription to both with an outdoor edge knife. If you put in the promo code elevated three, two, one, uh, you can also, um, save a little bit on our Eastman's tag hub membership or our elite membership, uh, does a tag hub with the magazines and that, and, uh, believe you can save 20% if you put in the promo code Brian and, um, yeah, with that, um, just cruising along here. Yeah, been working hard and um, uh, getting in my training, and then also getting in my shooting. And uh, we're into bear season now, so it's still a touch early. We've been getting some snow and cold here in Montana. Uh, But looking to get after it here as it starts to warm up. And I've heard of a couple bear sightings, so um, starting to happen around here. So super excited to get out for some of that and uh, just looking forward to this fall season. Uh, So trying to plan out everything, um, trying to draw some tags, which I'm sure you guys are too. And uh, yeah, see if I can... um, uh, Uh, get get my hunting season all laid out and all the hunts i'm gonna do and uh fill up my season so it already looks like a full good season and um just crossing my fingers for one of those lucky draws as well so hope you guys are drawing some tags and planning out your season Uh, couldn't be more excited for it here um it's gonna be a great year 2022 so um All right, guys, with that, let's get into this podcast. So Building the Perfect Hunting Arrow, this is with Isaac Smith from Vector Custom Arrows. I'm your host, Brian Barney, Eastman's Elevated. Here we go. I'm here with my buddy, Isaac. So Isaac runs Vector Custom Arrows. And so I've been messing with these arrows for the last few months and super impressed by them. In fact, I just got a new dozen of uh, your ZMR, more of your Western hunting arrow, Isaac. Man, you guys are killing it over there.
1: Thanks, man. Uh, Yeah, it's been a heck of a ride. Uh, I started Vector Arrows two years ago um, and... Really, you know, the first year and a half, kind of just fletching arrows at the kitchen table. And in the last uh, year here, it's it's really blown up. We've got, you know, a bunch of employees and a warehouse and, um, you know, working with guys like you. And it's it's been a heck of a ride, man. People oh, man. really picking up on it and just trying to make something valuable for Bow hunters like us.
0: Oh, you so are. It's um, it's so cool to see uh these smaller companies pop up. Like for for so long, it's um big corporations, and and there's always a need uh, or a, a niche for improvement, you know, on these arrows. Sure. And so I love to see like an entrepreneur like yourself come up and say, hey, like they don't build an arrow for me, or they're not doing this quite right, or this can be done better. I'm just gonna start my own company and I'm gonna do this right from the start and that's exactly what you've done and these these new arrows man I'm getting such good groups out of these things I am so stoked for these the the craftsmanship is so good uh, there's so many things that you guys are doing right with um, really matching the shafts to each other's uh, uh, to, to everybody's bow instead of just going off an arrow spine chart uh, you guys are, are constantly evolving your components and now you just have have rock solid knocks, r- rock solid front end components with a great spin, micro diameter arrows, and then two different sizes. And then basically, you've set up this website where guys can put in all their specifics and you build these arrows, you cut them to the right length and ship them to them, and they show up in the mail. Man, just an awesome business model!
1: Thanks, man. Yeah, I mean, that it really started um, because I was building my own arrows. I did a lot of tinkering and, um, you know, was able to get a lot more performance out of my own arrows, just paying attention to a couple of specific things like the, you know, dynamic spine and things like that, like really dialing in for my setup and would build arrows for a lot of friends and kind of turned into, um, just, you know, a little more than a hobby and, two years ago we started vector on this idea of um building arrows to fit your specs right so like when i was getting started i would just pull up like archer's advantage or pinwheel two really popular like arrow calculator softwares and put in all the specs and make sure i had the right point weight and the right dynamic spine and um, for, for the, the bow I was using for my draw length, draw weight, or for, you know, whoever I was building arrows for. And, uh, you know, initially kind of thought I'll just build like a website. that's like a digital arrow builder. It'll make sure that the arrow that you're building, that you're ordering, um, is, you know, is going to fit your specs and fit your, the use case that you, you know, what you're going to use it for. Um, so I was like, like thinking, you know, I'll just, you know, register to become a dealer for parts, you know, for shafts and components that are already available on the market. And we'll just kind of build them. Uh, But I had a, I was actually in Colorado elk hunting um, with a buddy who, uh, my buddy, Justin, and he was, he was like, man, if you're going to put in all that work, might as well just like go make a great arrow at the same time. Like, it's not, it's not just a software solution, like make a great hardware solution too. So it, it added some, uh, some runway time to get Vector off the ground, but we went and put a lot of effort into making a couple great shafts. Um, and um, on the, that, the hammer is what has been available up until now. It's kind of a heavy arrow.
0: HMR, um, right?
1: Yeah, we call it the hammer, and we like like to uh, hashtag drop the hammer and stuff like that. But yeah, the HMR, and then uh, the new arrow is much lighter. It's called the ZMR. Um, we're gonna be dropping that in the next couple of weeks to the public. Um, but yeah, we built a software tool that allows you to put in your draw length, draw weight, bow model, point or uh, broadhead weight. And it spits out either an HMR or a ZMR that uh, will fly best out of your bow. And and really, perfect arrow flight is extremely important in bow hunting because that's what allows you to maintain all the energy in your arrow. Otherwise, you know, if you have an arrow that's zigzagging all the way to the target, like, you're just losing energy um, all the way to the animal, and that's not ideal, so...
0: No, um, dude, you're spot on, like finding that dynamic spine. And I've been using that archer's advantage now for probably 15 or 20 years. And I think it's one of my best kept secrets of really getting a forgiving archery setup. Like, sure, people tell you, yeah, you can go a little bit stiffer spine. But, you know, looking off a spine chart, you can't input your point weight or you can't input... Uh, you know your exact draw weight or like maybe you're drawing 72 pounds and not 70 and you kind of draw, got to draw some yeah. conclusions on a spine chart where the the software program that you're talking about matches up uh marries that that aero spine perfectly to your setup and i i just think like not only does it rob you of energy it also robs you of accuracy like to get a forgiving setup where every time you release an arrow, you're getting a good flight out of that arrow. It just makes for tighter groups. And that's what I'm finding with your guys' arrows too, with the, um, the, the helical fletch that you guys have on that fletching, and I really like the fletching design as I think it's really quiet, uh, but you're getting that arrow right. to spin, and, and you're getting stability out of it, and man, I'm just getting such solid groups out at range, like uh, Good. those specs that you came up with, and I'm going to be shooting the the ZMR this season, uh, which is a Western arrow, which you described, like you have the HMR and the ZMR, and I think you know, it's it's like so much of archery is personal preference, and those HMR sure. are great for, like, we were talking before the podcast, you like them on whitetails uh, because they come in so heavy, you get such great penetrating power from them that most of your shots on whitetails are close, but you can drive through that shoulder, really get the penetrating power, and, and same with... Um, you know, even Western game, uh, sure. a heavier arrow is going to be quieter. Uh, you're going to get good penetration for, like, elk for making sure you get an exit. Uh, on them and so I think that that arrow is a great build Uh, and those for me came in at like 550 or so uh, with a 125 head but now you have the ZMR which I think is the perfect fit for us western hunters so they come in a little bit lighter for me they came in right at 450 with a 125 head which is the um Uh, the, the, the perfect mix of great penetrating power, but also range forgiveness, which is so important with our longer shots out West. And so, uh, I just think that ZMR is the perfect build for me. But again, a lot of that is personal preference, micro diameter, great components, man. It's just going to be an awesome arrow. And it's, it's actually like I've worked years on building my arrows for my bow and, um, your arrows right now are outperforming my old arrows, which is a good thing, man.
1: Oh dude, that's so cool. Yep. So cool, man. Yeah, it's 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 astonishing how. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know why nobody has done this before. Uh, but like, it's it's pretty simple to run some numbers through a calculator, um, if it's if it's built well, and and ours is getting better and better as we have more data to put into it from users, um, but you really can build a really good arrow with a computer like, um, cause you know, we've all been tinkering for years now to get really dialed. And obviously there's still a lot to dial in, even if you buy vector arrows, like, but we just want to give you the arrow that is as close to tuned as possible out of your setup. Like if you have a bow that's in spec, <laughs> and you plug in your numbers on the website it's going to get you really 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 close like um we've done some videos and stuff like where it's like um we've, we've had people visit the shop and you know be you know fairly new to bow hunting or just archery in general and get them dialed in in uh, a few shots with uh, the right the right arrow like um, but I understand, like, most of archery, the industry, is, is through shops. So shops have to stock raw shafts. They have to stock all the components. And, and they do set up in a brick-and-mortar setting. And and so that means, you know, it's mostly retail-based sales from these big corporations that sell aero parts. Like, um, they're just not built um, to do direct-to-consumer types stuff. Types, stuff so like that was really the the goal is let's just kind of reverse that let's build our own minimum viable product of a calculator that lives on the site takes the right information and then you just get arrows that are ready to shoot like it's they're cut to your length inserts glued everything um and it's it's kind of just a a backwards process but maybe the way that uh it should have been i don't know
0: I think you're right. I think it's the way it should have been. And um yeah, well and and uh I'm I'm so impressed at the um craftsmanship as well. Is like I've been building arrows for twenty years. It takes a long time to figure out the right glue, uh the right glue for the components. And then uh I'm really impressed by your new front end components on this, um the ZMR and also the HMR, the one piece outsert and um it's yeah. one piece but it also it inserts in and then that collar around there really protects uh, the, the, um, uh, connection between that outsert and the shaft. And so it protects that where, dude, I can shoot your your front end components into a concrete wall, unscrew the tip, put a new one back in and that's good to go. So those, those front end components are going to be golden. You're actually offering another front end component system as well, uh, kind of teamed up with a different broadhead company, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, the vector arrow system, will be compatible with all broadheads just like a normal 830 second threaded broadhead works on the HMR and the ZMR Um, but we wanted to also make um, another level available so we're teaming up with Iron Will Um, I've used their heads for years they're really really hard to beat I think I think they're the best heads ever made and then Bill um, is is a friend of ours he's Um, Offered a lot of input and coaching as we develop these arrow systems. um, He's helped us a lot with just understanding how uh, the right vein setup can uh, offer the best forgiveness um, when shooting with broadheads, um, because we tend to shoot all year with practice tips and then expect the same thing when we throw broadheads on. It's not the same thing,
0: so. (laughs) Dude, not even close, right? It's not even the same sport. It's like, it's amazing. You know, it's just like having fletchings on the front of your arrows. And that goes for fixed blades. It goes for expandables. It goes for all of it. They just right. shoot different, you know? They're less forgiving, and so it is, like, trying right. to find out the the right fletching combination that'll steer those broadheads accurately, and... Um, For sure. And, and yours definitely does. Like, you got that really good uh, helical on them where it's really spinning and stabilizing those arrows, and, uh, like, like, I just got... Uh, new set of the the zmrs that you sem- sent me so i can be set up mm-hmm. for bear season here and uh, i am so impressed how that thing is guiding fixed blade heads man it is just oh, driving good. them home right on man yeah
1: i mean um there's been a lot of experimenting that goes into that i think we've already sent you multiple sets of arrows to play with and it probably hasn't been the same twice just because we were dialing in that that zmr system but um Yeah. It's, it's been a work in progress. I think, I think it's in a really good place. Really just building in forgiveness was the whole idea because, you know, there's, there's things you can do to an aero system that kind of cover your butt from, you know, making a bad move, um, in a hunting scenario. I know that I don't shoot with perfect form when I'm hunting because my heart's racing and I might be in an awkward position and you know how it is. It's like, um, when it's go time you're not thinking about all that you are um, when you're shooting on the 3D range or whatever so um, building in that forgiveness making sure there's enough vein and control to um, keep an arrow flying good it's uh, super important so but also yeah very much a work in progress and um, I think it, it, the ZMR will be available with four fletch in kind of a mid-profile vein and then three fletch in a high profile vein. So depending on what rest you're going to use, one might be better than the other, but to me they're pretty comparable at long ranges. Um, I think the four fletch hits a little bit higher for me. So, But it's going to be different for everybody. Yeah. um, Depending on what rest and what kind of clearance you need. But um, yeah, (laughs) I'm I'm really pumped about it, man. And the the iron wheel components too, like his – is uh, just Bill has put a lot of effort and um, years of engineering into uh, making a really bombproof system, and now with his Snyder Core component system, um, it's pretty, pretty, uh, pretty next level durability. Like I don't know how you could um, ask any more of a component system. So yeah, just really excited to partner with him on that. I think it'll be really valuable for western hunters and and he kind of already has like a, a big western user base so really making an arrow to fit the ideal broadhead was is kind of exciting so yeah
0: yeah absolutely yeah those those um cut on contact that he has with the bleeder blade uh, blades and um such great craftsmanship and quality into his heads and so much engineering too and It's part Mm -hmm. of the reason um, why I really like working with you, Isaac, as you say, everything's a work in progress is you're constantly trying to evolve and improve things, which you're not just looking at your arrow and saying, "Okay, you know, this is uh, uh, this is it. This is the arrow we're going to sell for the next 10 years. Instead, you're just trying to um, further the progression on it. And you're right. Like um, um, I just and I love like that. That fletching cut you have on the back also makes for a really quiet fletching in flight. And I, I'm never quite sure if animals are jumping from the noise of the bow or the noise of the arrows, but I know sitting down range arrows are drastically different in the noise they make and finding a quiet fletch like that like that i'm getting mine done in the four fletch and i'm with you a bigger like i get um a bigger three fletch with a higher profile vein is going to give you more steering or the four fletch with a smaller profile vein so i can tell you've done your homework and your research in steering these things uh but i've also noticed that um Those fletchings are some of the the quietest in-flight fletchings. They remind me a lot of uh, Flex Fletch, Silent Nights, the fletchings that I've done a bunch of testing with and found. um, But, yeah, I love that fletching you're using.
1: Yeah, it's that shield cut on the back. Yes. Kind of magic.
0: (laughs) It is. It sure quiets them down, doesn't it? Sure. Yep, for sure.
1: And we were hesitant to even uh, do a helical as a standard in order to keep things quiet so up till now the hammer the hmr that is uh was all straight fletched um and only four fletched so you know adding that helical allowed us to make three fletch an option for the zmr um because you do get more more control with that helical over a straight fletch even if there's an offset so yeah, man, a, a lot of experimentation has gone into it. And and you said that about constant improvement and stuff. It's like, why is it that all the bow companies get to have uh, a new take on their flagship bows every year, but, like, the arrows never change, you know? Like, we want to make our arrow systems better as we get more feedback from customers, like every year. So every year there will be tweaks and improvements and you can get our existing aero catalog built to your specs. So like, you know, next year the, the HMR will get an update, you know, and we'll have the HMR version two and we'll make some improvements that we believe make it more forgiving, more accurate. Um, and a better calculation to be built to your specs. So using data that we gather from customers um, to make the calculation better. You know, if if we're um, if we tend to build slightly stiff um, spine-wise, you know, that can make it more forgiving. But if you know, there's there's just little adjustments like that that they can happen. And as we get more data that the experience should get better, you know, like uh, I was just trying to explain this to somebody the other day. Like there are businesses that, you know, like a gym, right, where if uh, if there's too many members at the gym, then the trainers can't offer the same level of service to the members. Right. Because they're just spread thin. But then you have businesses like Amazon that use customer data to improve customer experience, right? So we're trying to do that with arrows. Like um, you would think that customer building custom arrows at scale would be challenging, and it certainly is. But by making one system called the ZMR and then building it according to a few specs from the user, Um, we can, we can really dial in, um, a set of arrows to the customer, but do it at scale, you know, do it for thousands of bow hunters. So, um, and using that data to make, to make the most efficient and, and, uh, valuable experience possible and, and the best results possible. So, Yeah. That's uh, it's the name of the game.
0: I love it, dude. You're a student of the game, and I love how you're talking to all these smart people. You know, like you have an arrow company, and you've got an arrow that flies great, but you're still you're talking to bill from iron iron and you're getting his insight i mean since we've been teamed up and we've been talking about this for a while and i've been testing your arrows but you're one that reaches out to me and asks me what i think about them what what do i think i could be improved what do i you get my thoughts on the on the um front end components on the broadhead system like you're you're constantly taking in input to make your product better which i think is great and one of the things that i'd like really appreciate about this partner and so, like um, you know, you 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 definitely listened to, to to me and in, in any of the conversations we've had, and now you're just like that that ZMR is such a great Western hunting arrow. Like uh, uh I like that um I like that range forgiveness is so important to me. So like when I'm getting yeah. those shots from 40 to 60, if I misjudge the yardage by Uh, a yard or two yards or that animal takes a step or a lot of times i've got a quartering away shot and when i range find i'm hitting the butt of the animal But the, the vitals is actually a yard forward from that. Sure, sure. And so having that, that range forgiveness of that ZMR, my favorite arrow weight over the years has been right around 450, exactly where your ZMR landed for me, you know? And so, like, I didn't even have to change my sight tape from my old arrows to my new ones because they're built exactly the same, you know? But it's just a, a, such a solid. (laughs) It's such a solid weight for that range forgiveness, but then also for the penetration. And I'm, you know, I'm only a 26 and a half inch draw length. And so, like, I do not get through shoulder bones very good. Sure, if I hit the edge or the weak spot of a shoulder bone uh, on an antelope or a deer, I'll get through. But even on an antelope, even shooting a heavier weight arrow, I just don't get through the shoulder. And so, for me, my theories on archery or revolve all around accuracy and forgiveness and and being able to put that arrow exactly where I want it with a broadhead on the end of it. And so, like you were saying, practice with broadheads. I practice with broadheads year-round. I always have a couple in my group. And then as I get closer to season, uh, I'm almost shooting all broadheads into the target because I know they just fly a little bit different. Uh, And it's one thing to get good grouping with field points. It's another thing to get them to drive home with a a broadhead and especially like a fixed blade broadhead. And that's exactly what your arrows are doing now, man. They are just driving home to the target and I get the range forgiveness. It's just the absolute perfect Western uh, arrow. And I'm so pumped to be using them this season, man. I mean, that thing is going to be an absolute killer. And I can just tell all the work you put in. Uh, I oh, love the micro awesome. diameter arrows. Like, um, they get they catch less drag, less wind drift. Uh, also, the that smaller profile vane uh, in a four fletch is going to get less wind drift as well. Yeah, uh, so, that was
1: the whole idea, man. Yep. I mean, wind is such a big factor. And like being Huge. growing up in the Midwest, hunting in the Midwest, like we really don't understand what you guys deal with out there, but like um at over the last several years just starting to be exposed myself to western hunting and understand that it's a totally different game and like in the mountains you can have you know over a 60 70 yard shot you've got it's not the wind's not going the same direction the whole way like it's going multiple directions at times <laughs> so that that wind drift is something that's really hard to account for in a shot and uh just minimizing its effect can be really powerful so that's a huge reason that we've stuck with the micro diameter platform and like yeah we we're working on some other arrows too that will not be a micro diameter like they'll be bigger um for other reasons but i just really think you can't beat it if if you can figure out a good component system for it um then which which typically has been the problem because like the The deep six heads, like nobody really liked the deep six heads. It didn't really stick (laughs) Um, because it was hard to build components around it and connect a broadhead to a carbon shaft um, in a way that didn't just break all the time. So, um,
0: yeah, Yeah, that's exactly right. Well, and I noticed with a lot of these front end components like I'm really picky about my components I love a consistent knock it actually looks like you guys improved your knock again these new arrows that I got had a newer knock on them
1: yeah so we've that's just another area that we're messing with man I mean um we we are working on a knock um not sure when that'll be ready but trying to trying to make every little piece incrementally better incrementally more efficient and really paying attention to how to keep as much energy in that arrow as possible, whether it's calculating for perfect arrow flight um, based on the user specs or just things like keeping tolerances really tight, keeping, uh, um, and then that, that knock is kind of a, the next focus that we're working towards is, um, because it's, it's kind of a pivotal connection. You know, it's, it's what's delivering all the energy into your arrow, And we want to make sure that that is, is as efficient as possible. So there's some really good knocks out there. Um, and we're kind of taking what we like about several different really quality knocks. Then we're going to go get that injection molded and do some tinkering. And maybe you'll see that this year.
0: Well, it's the consistency too it's like the connection between the arrow and your bow and so to get the same fit the same connection and to not have it uh, uh too tight where it's um gripping or pulling your arrow in a way, it really makes a difference in you know your your arrow flight coming out of the bow and so I sure. love those those good back end components and then the front end components yeah. like um You know, There's nothing worse than hitting something hard and having it explode the front of your carbon arrow. But with your guys' components, uh, I'm getting a true spin out of them and and so bomb-proof that I can hit anything hard, and it's not going to blow up the end of my arrow, or I'm not going to get a bad wobble in the front end of my arrow. And So, yeah, man, you guys are just absolutely nailing it. I can see (laughs) all your hard work coming to fruition with these arrows, man. Just an absolute awesome build.
1: I appreciate it, man. I mean – like you said, it's only, it's only going to get better. Um, and we're trying to over the next several months, really trying to create better systems for collecting that data from our users because, um, you know, it's, it's been user experience that has mostly guided the development of these products. And, uh, it's 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 a lot to manage um, all the information that comes back from from users, um, but we're trying to build better systems around that too, so that we can involve more people in making making better arrows, you know. So it's cool. all in a day's work.
0: Yeah, yeah, all in a day's work. That's right. Well, it's really cool <laughs> too that uh you know your background is hunting white tails in Midwest, but now you've started to. Uh, come out West and hunt um, elk and, and hunt oh, mule yeah. deer and things of that nature and actually getting hooked on Western hunting. But I bet it's kind of opened your eyes to like uh, uh, the needs uh, uh, of arrows or the needs for archers and the difference between, you know, Eastern guys or whitetail hunters and Western guys. So now you're really starting to tap into that Western market and build the perfect arrow for us guys. That's the goal, man. I mean,
1: the Western market is huge. And, uh, and we, we see the, the difference we've been able to make in, for so many whitetail hunters and really upping their game. Um, and I, I believe truly, um, increasing their success and, and, and improving their experience in the woods. Um, and we just want to do that for the Western hunter too. Like, I know that, um, yeah, it's a, it's a different world, but that's, we're not trying to be like, oh, I'm, I know everything about Western hunting. It's like, that's why the, the focus is so important on the data collection is because we've got killer feedback from people who are really, really good Western hunters. And we're trying to take, um, take all the feedback in and keep developing the products that uh, make the most sense for for people in different use cases. Like, I'd probably still take uh, the HMR, you know, on a grizzly hunt, you know. Um, so there's certain certain things that you're gonna want to consider that heavier arrow for, um, or just uh, if if you if it makes more it makes you more comfortable to shoot a heavy arrow and, and know that when I hit something, it'll go through it. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, there's, there's a lot of conversation right now around like heavy arrows and some people call it a fad or whatever, but, and I, I don't really know what to make of that. Um, cause I do like to shoot a heavy arrow. Um, but, uh, one of the things I hear all the time right now is like plan B arrow and this, uh, there's some like people on the internet that have kind of popularized that idea, I guess that, you know, You let that arrow go, you don't know what's going to happen. Anything can happen in those moments while the arrow's in flight. Animal can move, you know, you can make a bad shot in the moment, whatever. And, you know, in the the off chance that you hit a, a heavy bone or something like that, or animal turns and you go through the ham, you want that plan B, Instance to still be effective, like, and having a heavier arrow is kind of an insurance policy against, you know, a suboptimal hit, right? So, but so I think, you know, there's a place for that. It it really is personal. It's like, um, where do you find more confidence in, you know, a heavier arrow that goes through anything or a lighter arrow that is kind of the scalpel, right? That you can be precise and you're you're gonna put it right where it needs to be and it's perfectly adequate. Like I think I think that's more representative of the Western hunter, especially with the range range issues or uh differences, as you mentioned. And I think in the Midwest it makes a lot of sense to just take a short shot and hit really hard. Like I know for my whitetail hunting, like shooting shooting a heavy arrow really changed the way I hunt all around Like because I'm perfectly confident taking a hard quartering two shot with a good fixed head um, at short ranges. Like I've shot through, you know, knuckles and shoulder blades on whitetails for the last several years shooting the hammer and it just glides right through them, man. And I really think, you know, I used to pass on those shots, and now I take them. <laughs> it's increased my success rate, you know, being uh, confident to take more shots. So I don't know. That's kind of how I think of it. It's it, you can think of it as a, a Western arrow. You can think of it as a, a, a an arrow that you know because it's lighter, you get that flatter trajectory. It's a little faster shooting. I mean, it's just a different use case. So.
0: It is it's um you're yeah. exactly right there's two schools of thought and no one arrow is going to fit every archer every archer's needs. And and you're sure. right in that some guys feel like it's an insurance policy, which it definitely is. A heavier arrow is always going to penetrate better. And not only, like, you're talking about using for grizzly bear, but for elk, too. Elk are the toughest animals on planet Earth, and you sure. really want an exit hole out of those things. And elk usually not taking longer shots, usually closer shots that can drive sure. home. And so, yeah, I think you're right. I think it's a... Uh, an insurance policy and it's the same reason why you know guys shoot a fixed blade head as a fixed blade head is just it's not a a mechanical is another moving part it's another something that can True. go wrong where a fixed blade True. you're just dialed in now you know, there's that school of thought where you're gonna get that penetration. It's gonna drive home. If something goes wrong, that animal takes a step, or you make a bad shot and you hit the shoulder, you're more likely to get through that shoulder to get through that animal and, and to still harvest them. And so I totally see it. And heavy arrows, they pull towards the target. They're also affected less by wind. Uh, that right. heavier mass, it's gonna you're gonna get less wind drift. And you talked about wind drift out here out west. Like, it's one of the biggest factors in making accurate shots out west. It's not only a 20-mile-an-hour crosswind – but even like a five mile an hour thermal wind, I notice sure. it at 40, 50, 60 yards. It'll blow my yeah. arrow off target. And so I've got to really know the wind well. And so I think the HMR or the hammer is a great fit for Western hunting and a great fit for that school of thought. And I've used those heavy arrows before, uh, but the ZMR is not a light arrow either. Like uh, That's
1: true. Yep, I think a true. light
0: is like 380 or 400 or even <laughs> a 410 arrow. Like these arrows are coming in at 450 for me, which is heavier sure. than the average where I think it's just the perfect mix of getting that weight and getting that yep. penetration and with a 450 grain arrow even in a 26 and a half inch draw I get pass-throughs routinely on everything I shoot at That's deer awesome. elk yep. bear like it's just sure. right for me and and my school of thought is like um you know I almost lean towards expandables I lean towards sure. better in-flight characteristics or aerodynamics where I'm more accurate with those broad Heads, So I'm going to hit my spot. For me, it's it's all about if I hit them in the middle, they die. If I miss that spot, even with a heavy arrow, if I miss that spot, you know, I've got maybe a 10 or 20% chance to get that animal. And so for me, I just focus all about accuracy and forgiveness. And then I I, I aim four inches off the shoulder blade. And so I aim back, which is about center of the lung. So I can miss left or right and still hit my spot. And also... Like an expandable for me, getting an inch and five eighths cut uh it's a it's a bigger cut it's going to do more yep. damage if i do miss my spot and i do hit back a little bit it does a lot of damage going through that animal where i feel like i get a little bit better chance to get that arrow but there, there it, it does come down to personal preference and and it's sure. just nice that you offer totally. both of them because i think they're both great hunting arrows they're both great for western hunting it's just which arrow to- do you lean towards and also we're all built different i have a 26 and a half inch draw length so for me I lose a ton of range forgiveness shooting a 550 grain arrow but for a guy that has a 28 or 29 inch draw length like shooting the lighter arrow they might get more finicky and not get as good accuracy out of their bow they might get a a, a better flight and a better accuracy slowing down their bow to around that 280 feet per second shooting that heavier heavier arrow and they can still get the range forgiveness out of that heavier arrow because they've got the longer draw. Length, which they pick up six to eight feet per second for every inch of draw length they're over me, and with for those longer arm draw archers. Like I'm not sure how those tall guys sneak up on animals since I'm only five, seven and can hide behind a blade of grass, but those guys get uh way more uh, energy out of their arrows. And so for them, that heavier HMR may be a way better fit than the ZMR. And so I yeah, just think it's great too. that you offer them both because there are so many schools of thoughts around uh, arrows and setups and it. You know, a lot of it comes down to performance, but a lot of it comes down to personal preference. But for sure. me, that ZMR just fits the bill perfectly. Man, I'm so stoked with that thing.
1: I'm stoked too, man. Uh, I think it's going to make a lot of people happy for sure, especially with uh, this Iron wheel option. I think, you know, it, it's really hard to make an aero light and unbreakable Like because with Better materials often comes more weight, so like that's why some of the most durable arrows on the market are also heavy arrows, right? So really building a lighter arrow, and to your point, like I should probably use different words than light and heavy because to me 450s light, um, coming from just using and selling the hammer for a year and a half, two years now, you know the hammer's oftentimes mid to high 500 grains like it's a heavy arrow like in every sense of the word <laughs> yep but uh so going a, a hundred grains lighter you know to me feels light but I guess it's all relative um but yeah that making it light and strong is really challenging and that's why some you know there are very expensive options out there that like, uh, I think of Valkyrie archery, they make a great arrow with a, a proprietary component system. And, uh, I know Brent, uh, Brent over there puts a lot of effort into that design and he makes a, you know, 400 something grain arrow. That's really bomb proof. Um, and they're awesome. Um, but it, man, that it's, it's hard to do. So that's what we're trying to do, uh, with the Ironwell system. And with the, the ZMRs getting that uh, – kind of thre- threading the needle between, you know, durable and the right amount of weight. So, yeah, it's tough. Got to use right. really high-quality components. It's, it's hard to make it a, an affordable option, but we're trying to do that at the same time too. So
0: Everything's a give and a take, right? and so If you want yeah. durability, you, you- – you 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 give up some weight or or vice versa or everything has a a give and a take to it so choosing the the right components choosing the the right arrows and the right shaft to to land in that middle ground and to you know to to dance on that fine line between um getting everything that everybody wants in an arrow and not giving up any of the key crucial parts it it makes sense and and i do uh, man those iron wheel just penetrate so good that that cut on contact two blade setup there's nothing that penetrates better so oh, you're, you're definitely awesome. gaining penetration there and i think it's cool that um you're designing your arrows with those components man those things have to be just bomb proof with those those iron wheels like a, i don't think a rhino could stop those things
1: yeah um yeah i'm i'm honored honestly to to be able to do that um yeah and bill's been a lot of help to us he's a very smart guy super smart yeah and and it's been really humbling too to just getting vector off the ground like people have just come out of the woodwork to lend a hand like i think of um a, a a guy who's become a mentor to me over the last couple of years uh david williams like the guy has had a career of military consulting as a physicist, you know, and studied ballistics and helped the military with ballistics and charts and just, I mean, the guy's good at math. You know, I'm, I'm not good at math, you know, or, uh, you know, web developer that I met in a Facebook group, like, who helped me build this uh, this. Software that's embedded into our website to, to handle these calculations, to build arrows to the user specs. Like it's pretty cool, man. So, I'm I'm thankful. I've got a good team behind me. Um, I can't pretend to be, like, a pro on any of this stuff, right? But the right we've got the right people in the right places that are truly masters in in their field, and uh, it's cool to be to be seeing this you know convergence of of people and information and now um we're able to turn that into a really killer product you know that it's gonna improve people's experiences in the woods and and uh hopefully just keeps getting better
0: that's um it's one of the things i i love about like um entrepreneurship and and you're just a bow hunter that uh, came up with this and had a need for a different style arrow, started building your own and started learning and started on this journey and building them for your buddies but you know you've created this business from from scratch but You're, you're one of us, you're an entrepreneur, you're a bow hunter, (laughs) and and you're constantly working to improve and make the, the absolute best arrow you can. Like, you're not just looking to put numbers on a spreadsheet or to sell a bunch of shafts. Like you're, you're looking to make us, us hunters better, like to build a product (laughs) that's going to make us better in the end. And I just love putting my money towards good companies that make good products like that, like yours, you know, which is Uh, amazing, you know? Know? And so, like, I, I'm just, um, I'm yeah, so happy if, if to it be. Yeah,
1: about numbers on spreadsheets. We probably should have done something else. I, we <laughs> say that pretty often. <laughs> it's, man, it's fun and it's just working. It's like, you know, it, it's it's so uh, it's so worth the, you know, the inputs for the outputs that we're seeing. Like the, you know, the success that we're able to share with our our users. It's man. It's the that's the fuel, you know. Super cool.
0: Oh dude, it's super cool. Yeah. I can't wait to um uh send you some positive feedback. I'm so excited to use these arrows this season, man. They're already flying so good that I can't wait to see what I can turn up with these things. But yeah, man, it's Heck just yeah. um it it's been awesome. Um what what are your hunts that you're planning for this year? Are you coming out west?
1: Yeah, I mean, we'll see what I draw. Um, but probably Montana Elk, um my buddy holding out there, uh, I think we've got, got a pretty good hunt planned. Um, honestly though, uh, I've heard it said many times in many places, if you want to hunt a lot, don't work in the hunting industry. (laughs) (laughs) And like our, our busiest time, like it's, you know, the most demanding time is going to be, um, right through hunting season. So, I've got, uh, some plans to hunt Wisconsin and Illinois for whitetail. And then, um, and that's all, you know, hunts I can do and sleep at home and then Montana elk and we'll see from there. But, um, (laughs) a lot of our content so far is, is hog hunting in Texas because that's our slow season, man. We go, go shoot hogs in Texas. It's great testing for arrows because those things are super tough. They got big heavy bones and we just aim for the big heavy bones and see what happens and you know if it doesn't go well you know at least you're taking care of a massive uh issue for texas right like uh i don't know so what great testing grounds and type, type
0: hunts you know yeah still need to get
1: out to hawaii i know that you guys do that pretty much every year right
0: Yes, um, Hawaii is great training grounds. Like the axis deer out there, they're so switched on. Like it, it's tough to beat a switched on whitetail. Like that, that species is um, uh, really tough to harvest mature ones. So that's great testing grounds. But yeah, those axis deer are are more switched on they're they're so quick they're so difficult to hunt and challenging to hunt but it's an opportunity rich environment so you get a lot of chances to make mistakes and chances to make stocks and to get shots and i always feel like a like a week in hawaii is like doing an entire fall season out west like you just like Hmm. i may get i may get You know, throughout an elk season, I mean, last year I got in range of one bull, the bull I shot. Other than that, like I, you know, I saw bulls, I made plays on them. But as far as getting into bow range, I mean, I maybe get three, four stocks a season. And on axis deer, you're going to get three, four stocks in a morning. So you can get like years worth of experience in just a week of hunting there, which is great. It's such a great tune up for season. And so, yeah, I'm going back out this year. In fact, I have a trip. It'll be... Testing grounds for your arrows. Like, I'm going to go Heck out yeah. there. Um, go. I've got a, a plan to go out there late May, early June, which is right in the heart of the Axis rut. Uh, I'm going to wow. be hunting Axis, and then I'm also hunting Mouflon sheep, which is amazing. Like, uh, us cool. as, as Western hunters. We, I've been putting in for sheep my entire life I have never drawn a sheep tag I hope maybe this year's my lucky year but I put out in every state <laughs> out there like I just want the experience to be able to hunt them but to sure. be able to go to Hawaii and go hunt these mouflon sheep man they live in these lava rock gnarly canyons and they're a real small bodied sure. sheep like they maybe yeah. weigh 60 to 80 pounds um, That's awesome. but but they have these uh, uh curled horns they're a beautiful colored animal they're uh, actually Actually, uh, the mouflon sheep. See, I'm trying to get my facts right for. Uh, they they were actually uh, they're uh, raised or they're uh, originally from Corsica is where they're from, huh. and so they're uh, a wild species of sheep, not like a tame sheep or something like that. Sure. And they yeah. are so switched on, like their eyesight is absolutely out of this world. It's like hunting antelope uh but almost like turned up antelope like they have such good eyesight. I have never had like I've been crouched and sit in a like in a position where I'm having these rams walk by me and I'm tucked into the rocks I'm totally camouflaged, no movement and animals mm-hmm. they pick up on movement so well so a sure. lot of times if I can hold still, an elk or a deer or an antelope or a whitetail or whatever it is won't see me. And I've had these sheep walk by me totally camoed in, totally sitting still, and they still pick me off. Like, they just, like, they're so crafty. So, like, it's it's a really exciting trip that I'm looking forward to. But, yeah, it's an amazing place to, um, amazing testing ground, great for experience, just a a great place to go. So, yeah, I'm going to put your arrows to work there for sure.
1: Heck yeah, man. That's awesome. Yep. Yeah, I forgot too. We got we got a couple black bear hunts between the the team here, so that'll be good too between Canada and Idaho. And um, we'll be we'll be all over this spring yet and Turkey of course. But I don't know. I kind of phone it in for Turkey every year, so. Yeah, we'll see. I um, yeah. We'll see how
0: that goes. <laughs> tur- turkey seems to come at the same time of year as black bears here, so our black bear sure. season opens that up uh, next yeah. weekend. So yeah, it takes precedent for heat. me. I love chasing right them, on. and they're one of the tougher animals out west, and especially for me, I'm I'm bow only, so I'm hunting yeah. during bow for black bears, and we don't allow any baiting, so it's all done spot and stock and sure. um mm-hmm. it it's really challenging like i know where i live here in montana um you know and it's one thing to kill a bear and any bear with a bow is a trophy but it's another thing to go look for giant bears and like you got to look over 10 15 20 bears to find that one next level that's the yeah. old bear and sure. so i really believe like killing a mature bear with a bow is, is especially here in montana is one of the toughest challenges i take on and so like i've had i've had years now i can just go out in the evening i live in good bear population so i can work all day go out in the evening but i you know i've had seasons where i put in 50 or 60 days trying to harvest a bear so it's one of the toughest challenges i take on and so uh you know, I've got to make sure that I spend a lot of time doing it so turkey gets cut out every year and then I'm just on to hunting black bears where I've got two months to hunt them every evening or every evening I can get out weekends or any free days yeah. or anything. But, dude, they're sure. super challenging to, to kill a big yeah. one, and they're the perfect sure. animal for a bow and arrow. Like, they, they're they kind of nearsighted, and so you can get away with more movement. Now, if you break a stick and they hear you, they're out of there spooked like a white tail. or if they catch your right. movement – catch you moving like they're gonna spook uh and so they're they're a little bit easier stalking than some of the other species out there but they're just Mm. so tough to get stocks it's like when you see those things they're never close like a couple hundred yards they're always a couple miles away and you're trying to set up and catch them in their feeding feature it's just really tough to catch up to that big bear and get a good shot on them so it's super fun though man it's so challenging so fun
1: sick that's awesome man yep yeah, I'm pumped for you. Excited to see what you come up with. Um, that'll be awesome.
0: Yeah, there'll definitely be some field photos headed your way. I can already tell that, the way these things are shooting. And um, give Good. me a shout if you draw uh, Montana, if you draw the okay. elk, or if you draw the elk deer tag. Like, I'm right here in Montana, and can definitely help give you some insight, or like right maybe you guys are heading around this this valley or something like that. But yeah, definitely make sure to touch bases if you draw that elk tag. And yeah, hopefully you can continue to grow this business. I know when you first start a business, it all comes down to you and and being responsible and making sure you're getting your your arrows out. But eventually, hopefully you get more time to uh, uh, enjoy the, the hunting as well, even though you're in the archery business.
1: Sure. Yeah, for sure, man. I appreciate it. I mean, that's, that was kind of, it was a joke at
0: first, like, uh, if I
1: just, like, make a business out of this, then I can ride off my hunting, right? You know, and that first year building arrows and stuff, like, kind of got everything shipped and then I'd hit the woods and um, was, you know, I had my hands on every arrow and that was, you know, a lot easier. <laughs> and now there's, you know, this this whole operation around it and and we're really only getting started, so. Yeah, we, we got some growing to do, um, got some learning to do, and then there's there's more hunting down the road. Yeah. Not that I'm not doing much hunting. My wife would say I hunt a lot. I should say that because um, she for, sure feels like uh, I'm gone enough. So. <laughs> no, I hear you yep. there. Yeah, it's a yep. tough
0: balance between family, between work and And also enjoying what we love to do and our passion, and so it is finding balance there to where uh you can keep everybody happy and uh you're you're still enjoying and loving life. but dude, you're doing great work sure. uh Thanks, vector man. custom arrows, go check out the website. you can get those arrows built. Um, I'm using the ZMR this year, man. The thing is flying so good for me. I, this whole setup is just really coming together. So I'm excited to see what I can do with them this season. Heck yeah. uh, you guys also have an IG page. Where else can guys follow you?
1: Uh, vector arrows everywhere. So vector Instagram vector arrows. Um, that's where to find us. And, uh, HMR is available now. That's the heavy one. ZMR. Is the I guess I should say mid weight? Would that be? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I like that. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So yeah, that that one's coming soon. Uh, just waiting on some you know final things to come into place, and we'll be selling those momentarily. So just sign up for the email list, and and we'll keep you in the loop.
0: Yeah, the ZMRs. Uh, you think you'll have those in by April, maybe May, something like that for guys?
1: Yeah, for sure. Early spring here, 2022. Yep. Cool. Yeah. Well, just and, awesome Marrows. Uh, yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, I'm pumped. Yep. Glad to have you along.
0: Oh, you guys are killing it. Yeah, I'm really excited about it as well. So uh, really happy to to be partnered with you and then also just to get to you know you personally, Isaac. So um, thanks a bunch, man. Uh, we'll yeah, keep in you. touch and let me know if you need anything from me.
1: All right, Brian. Thanks, dude.
0: Yep. All right, guys. That's a podcast. Uh, thanks to Isaac for jumping on with me and talking everything hunting arrows. Uh, man, that guy's so knowledgeable about uh, arrows and performance, and, and he's just constantly uh, evolving and, and adapting to, to build the perfect hunting arrow. So a uh, really cool company, really happy to be partnered with him. If you guys are in the market for any arrows, make sure to check out Vector. Again, they've got a a website that you can go to, put in all your specifications, they build the arrow for you, and then all it is is um, they save your information, and then uh, with one click, you can have another dozen coming, which um, works good for me, where I'm not uh, sitting there fletching arrows, uh, trying to get them ready for season. Um, Guys just have great craftsmanship, great hunting arrows. Again, they have those two different lines, but really liking the ZMR and just getting some fantastic groups out of those things. So uh, they're going to be killers for me this season. So if you guys are in the market, make sure to check them out at Vector. I also want to thank Savage. Um, again, just building great shooting rifles right out of the box. I cannot believe how well this this 6.5 Creedmoor they built me shoots, um, you know, it seems to me like the performance of a custom end rifle, like the thing just shoots some groups. It shoots uh, it shoots better than I can, for sure. Uh, but yeah, uh, really psyched with these, so make sure to check them out. A bunch of different platforms, all the way from budget uh, up to their ultralight models that I know we really like, their 110 ultralight. Uh, accu triggers, uh, the accu stock uh, where you can jun- adjust the length of pole and the comb height, um, just amazing shooting rifles so so pumped for these things, if you guys are in the market for a new rifle make sure to check them out also want to thank Sig Sauer Optics uh, Sig Sauer Optics are just building amazing optics and um, I really like their standard binos I uh, run their 11 by 45s also run their 15 by 56s also like their image stabilizing binos they've got a 10 by pair and a 16 by pair uh, both just game changers for me and my buddies I can't believe how many more animals I pick out uh, having this image stabilization so I really think it's the future of binos pumped on those things also check out their rifle scopes which I put one on that savage which is performing really well and also check out um are rangefinders. I'm running the new uh Kilo 5K, uh, just an amazing rangefinder. Uh great clarity in the optics. Uh same range for light and dark targets. Uh does angle compensation, uh priority target mode, uh, just a great rangefinder. So definitely upping my archery game just having uh, this high a quality of rangefinder. So um man, well that's the uh that's the podcast um great one with Isaac. I've got some great ones coming up for you guys too. Uh really excited at some of the conversations I'm having uh, all in-depth Western hunting information. So we'll get that out to you guys. And then just want to get out good information at pertinent times. Uh, I do need to get out a bear podcast here. And um, gosh, I keep threatening, I, I swear on every episode, that I'm going to sit down and record some solos here. Uh, so I just need to take the time and do it and make sure that I'm getting out some good solos for uh, motivation here as we're coming into to the heart of um, preparing for Western season, the summertime um can't wait for this fall season got that bow shooting so good uh in ripping shape and um getting a little light i need to keep the weight on me keep the food coming in for sure i've been working hard here and uh working out hard as well so uh need to make sure that i'm taking care of myself but um, Man, everything's going 100. Uh, Seems like uh, fall is so far away, and then pretty soon it's knocking on the door. So I've got a hunt coming up here uh, at the end of May I'm super stoked with. So heading to Hawaii, going to be hunting axis deer, mouflon sheep. And um, I've got a, a pocket full of tags and um, a bunch of, of uh, Vector's Arrows and uh, can't wait to go hang out with some really good buddies and hunt hard for a week or so. Uh, so that'll be coming up the end of May. Try to record some podcasts while I'm out there. Uh, get some content as well. So um super stoked. Just can't wait for this season to kick off. Um, man, it's... Uh, uh, it's, it's so fun living, um, this, this bow hunting lifestyle and, um, always having something to look forward to and having these big adventures that I'm going to be going on and barking on just an absolute riot. So, uh, if you guys could talk to the tag gods and, uh, get me some, um, uh, some really good sought after tags, that would be great. Um, so far I've, I've blanked all the way around in New Mexico. Um, I've drawn a couple tags in New Mexico, but, Gosh, just never drawn one of those elk tags or ibex or uh, sheep tags that I've been putting in forever. But it's just the nature of the beast. Just got to get my name in enough hats, and eventually they'll pull my name out. So um, nothing in New Mexico this year. Let's see. What else has come out? Yeah, uh, Colorado didn't draw any goat or sheep tags there. Uh, really excited for, like, the Nevada draw, Utah draw to come out. We'll, we'll see if I can pick something up there. Uh, maybe in the, the Wyoming. I know I blanked on Arizona elk. So uh, tags are just getting tougher and tougher to come by. So it just means like when we do draw these tags to put our full effort in. And there's still a lot of opportunity out there. And I know I've already got a full season, so I've got nothing to complain about. I know I'll be bow hunting this year. no know I'll be bow hunting mule deer. I'll be bow hunting elk, uh, bow hunting mule deer in the early season and in the late season. So really that checks the majority of my boxes. And um, like I say, I'm uh, I'm hoping to get lucky on on one of these really good tags. So we'll see what ends up there. So um, thanks, you guys, for the support. I really appreciate you. And um, with that, check in with you next week.